Hey everybody, welcome back to the Foul Balls Podcast for Friday, December 1st. On this edition of the Foul Balls Podcast, we will be covering the massive EPL slate this Saturday. Happy December, everybody. How's everything going, Rob? Things are going pretty well. I'm glad November's over. Uh, There were some interesting games there this uh, midweek slate. Tuesday was dreadful. Wednesday was excellent. But I'm really looking forward to this weekend to uh, making up some ground. Yeah, this weekend should be interesting with all the teams playing midweek. Um, I firmly expect, you know, managers to shake up their rotations a little bit. I believe we have Champions League midweek next week. So managers are really going to have to make some you know, decisions come up this Saturday. Anyways, let's hop in the slate like we always do. We'll start off with goalkeepers. Take us away, Rob. What are your takes on goalie? Yeah, for sure. So let's start with Liverpool. Um, and they, and the reason is you can't you can't use them against Brighton. There's just no way. Um, the salary's just too high in Mignolet. Um, he is, last week was, or I shouldn't say last week, last game was the first time he managed to make a save to go along with the CS bonus. Uh, so that was uh, the first time that's happened all season. And I'm not really looking for it to continue to happen here very much because even with the save and the win and the CS bonus, uh, Mingley barely finished uh, in double digits. And that's including he should have been sent off. He was given a yellow card and uh, by no means uh, was the yellow card. It was a straight red. Uh, so Miglay was very fortunate to uh, even stay on the field last week. Uh, so I'm not going to be looking for him to uh, draw any kind of floor or any kind of ceiling here against Brighton uh, for a really expensive salary. Uh, this is going to be my running theme for keepers. Caster Schmeichel, massive trap again. Uh, Burnley are not going to take a ton of shots, and the shots they do take are going to be really good shots. So unless Schmeichel can stand on his head for three or four saves here and uh, save all of them, uh, which I don't expect to be the case, uh, he really won't pay off here against Burnley when he concedes a goal on only two saves. Uh, so... Uh, that isn't someone I'm going to be looking at at 5.6K because uh, usually for uh, the top salary, you know, you need that raw points. And uh, Smichael won't get the opportunity to make raw points, even with the CS bonus, even with the win. Uh, there just won't be the saves. Uh, and as we go down further here, we're going to find a few people who definitely have that opportunity. Uh, Jordan Pickford's really interesting to me. Uh, he's definitely not someone I'll rely on cash. Uh, but Huddersfield are absolutely dreadful away from home. And... Last week, much like Mignolet, uh, last week uh, Jordan Pickford made his first clean sheet uh, bonus of the entire season. Uh, that can happen again against Huddersfield. I don't mind that uh, that concept, but uh, at the same time, it just isn't something you can chase in cash. So if you want to use Pickford in GPP, that's not a bad idea this week. Um, as we keep going down here, Lee Grant at 5.4K. I don't know what DraftKings is getting at here. I know Swansea haven't. Uh, I don't think Swansea have gotten a shot on net in like five games or something like that. So uh, looking at Lee Grant here, even with the win and CS bonus, uh, he won't make two times value, uh, even with those two. Uh, so at 5.4K, that's just absurd salary on DraftKings for Lee Grant. There's absolutely literally no reason why you should be even considering Lee Grant this week. Uh, completely fade him. Uh, Hugo Loris. Now, this is a situation we have to talk about with uh, Spurs and Watford. Uh, Spurs are bad at home. They're good on the road. Watford's been bad at home and good on the road. Uh, So we're coming into a situation here where Spurs should be winning this game, uh, but Watford are just playing really, really, really well lately. 
And uh, conversely, Spurs are playing really, really, really bad lately. So uh, it, it's really hard to gauge right now. Uh, I'll probably be fading Loris at 5.2K in DraftKings. That's a little bit too much for me. But there's still no denying that, uh, especially at, when we look at the wingbacks, Loris becomes an excellent GPP target because of his wingbacks. Uh, so you can still use him uh, chasing that CS bonus with his two wingbacks who could very easily finish in the 20s uh, without too much complication. So it's, it's worth consideration. I'm not going to be looking this week. Ben Foster is one of my favorite plays for West Brom. And that that's really upsetting for me to actually have to say that, that I'm looking at West Brom this week. But uh, Palace just are not the same team on the road as they are at home. And I think a lot of people will be jumping on Palace as one of the... Uh, I, they're not a, a hot team right now, but uh, they're popular. A lot of people are talking about them. A lot of people are talking about Townsend and Zaha. And uh, a lot of people uh, like to look at Palace uh, as the new up-and-coming team. So while uh, a lot of people will be jumping on Palace, uh, I, I'm thinking Braum may be able to sneak something here at home. Uh, they have been far better away from home than at home lately. So that is a massive concern for me. But, you know, it's Braum. You, you just never know with them. But Foster's something to think about. Um, Peter Cech and uh, David De Gea. Let, let's just talk about them together here because um, this game should finish a 1-1 draw uh, with no fantasy relevance to go around for either side. Now, many of you may be scratching your head right now and saying, what are you talking about? It's Arsenal and Man United. They are by far the two best defensive teams in the league, and these two should shut each other down quite uh, quite confidently. Um, it, there isn't a whole lot of space to go around here. If I was to side with one, it would definitely be Arsenal, uh, as Man United just haven't been playing very well as of late, and Arsenal have been on absolute fire as of late. And Arsenal at home haven't lost in... <laughs> I think it's something like 39, 40 games now, uh, reaching into back last season. Uh, so at home, Arsenal are a force. Uh, the issue is just Man United are an equally capable defensive squad who shouldn't allow Arsenal to score more than a couple goals. Uh, so uh, I'm not really looking at either keeper or either team, but I'll definitely be watching the game uh, as a neutral. It'll be very exciting. Uh, David, uh, oh, excuse me, Wayne Hennessy for Palace uh, had a really good game uh, against Brighton over the midweek. He made some really good saves. I have to hand it to him. I give him a lot of crap as uh, one of the worst goalies uh, in the EPL. But uh, he, he played well last week. I'm not really looking for him uh, to do much at 4.7K on DraftKings. But he isn't that same kind of target that we can just exploit right now like he was in the past. Yeah, maybe he'll turn back into it, but it just isn't the case at the moment. I really like Fabanski. Uh, he's one of the top form keepers in the league right now, despite his team being absolutely horrible in front of him. Uh, Stoke have a horrible defense, so conceivably, if Swansea can get a shot on net for once, they could win this game, which makes Fabanski uh, quite usable at only 4.3K on DraftKings. He should see the opportunity to make four saves. Uh, so uh, in the case that he stops them all and they somehow manage a one nothing win, uh, Pabansky will be an excellent play, finishing between 15 and 20 fantasy points, and only 4.3k. That's a that's a great deal. Uh, Nick Pope's my keeper this week for Burnley. <laughs> Anytime you can get a Burnley keeper at uh, four 4k range on DraftKings, it's uh, pretty well an instant lock. Uh, Leicester, Leicester. My uh, my big thing here is Burnley's amazing away from home, uh, and they're already doing really well at home too. So they're they're even better away. Leicester's coming in uh, off a hot game last week where 
both Mares and Vardy kit. And so I think a lot of people will be jumping back on the Vara, the Mares Vardy train, hoping to catch another uh, multi game, uh, multi goal game here. And that's just not going to happen. Pope should do excellent from 4.1k. Uh, Lowe's still someone I'm not going to be looking at uh, on Huddersfield. They're just really bad away from home. Uh, Gomes is somebody you have to think about in Tottenham. Spurs have just been, or against Tottenham, excuse me. Gomes plays for Watford. Uh, Spurs have just been playing really bad as of late. Uh, so at only 3.8K, uh, you may not see as many shots as the next guy we're going to talk about here, but uh, he's still absolutely in consideration. Uh, but my uh, my top value keeper this week is absolutely going to be Matt Ryan from Brighton. Uh, now, this is as... Uh, uh, the whole the whole slate is really lacking sex appeal, uh, DFS sex appeal. There's not much to look at here. But Matt Ryan has made four saves in his past uh, three games each. Uh, in those games, uh, they weren't exactly against joke competition either. Uh, he was playing Man United. He was playing uh, Shakiri and Stoke. Uh, he was playing Palace. But again, uh, Brighton are a team that will allow shots on net but not in the extent that they're going to be incredibly easy. Like Bournemouth allows really easy goal-scoring opportunities. Brighton's not going to give that opportunity up very easily this week. Uh, and to a Liverpool side who should still force them to make at least five saves, uh, Brighton have kept every game close this season. Uh, doesn't matter who they're playing against, whether it was Man City, Man United, Chelsea... Uh, Brighton have kept things really close all season. So I'm expecting that to happen again this week against Liverpool. Uh, a lot of people obviously be on Liverpool, and rightfully so. They're they're the hottest team in the league right now by far, especially this slate. So uh, Matt Ryan is someone you can look at for 3.7K in DraftKings to actually come in and make some value. But you have to be considered that's against Liverpool. Uh, so it, it's a like I said, it's a, it's a tough slate. Uh, that's why I'm uh, I'm really liking uh, the the 4K range, like the Fabanski Pope option. I think those two are by far the best keeper plays this week, as everyone else is is either too overpriced or just looking to do absolutely nothing in DFS. So it's going to be Pope and Fabanski this week. Yeah, I don't know what uh, DraftKings is really getting out by pricing Nick Pope at 4100. It's the guy just. It honestly makes no sense. He's went down in price after you know he. Grant conversely, like Smichael is is like the complete opposite of the spectrum. He's so overpriced; it's almost laughable. So, uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's just crazy to me. You know, Burnley is you know now above Tottenham in the EPL standings. They've only given up more than two goals this year twice, and one of them was to Man City, who is just running away with the. You know, the league this year. And then the other one was Chelsea, which, you know, what, they're in third place right now? So Two world-class, elite, talented teams. And Burnley's keeping not only the games close, but they're finding really good results. So it's just like, I, I wrote them up huge in my article. If you blindly, week from week, just click on Burnley's keeper, you're going to be winning at a pro rate. <laughs> it's just like, put Burnley in there. And when you can get it at, at like, the 4K range, wow, it's it's... It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They're almost baiting you to play. If Nick Pope isn't the highest on keeper in both GBB and Cash, I'd be honestly astonished because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. And granted, he is you know the team's second backup after Heaton got injured. What in the first, the fourth game of the year? Second, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, makes no sense. I when I was looking at goalkeepers, I didn't even look elsewhere. I, you know, blindly I'm clicking Nick Pope in. Don't really have any interest in anyone else. 
I would, you know, have interest in Fabianski. Like you said, he's been very informed. Stoke is, you know, they aren't really that scary of an opponent. But that's about it for me, a keeper. It's pretty fairly self-explanatory. Defense, let's move to defense. What are your takes on these, you know, expensive, mid-price, low-price guys? Yeah, so first, uh, Spurs. Uh, what to say about these guys? Like, Trippier is going out there nailing 20 fantasy points worth of crosses, just crosses, pure crosses, and they can't even score more than once against Braum. Like, I don't know what to do here because, like, you can't ignore 15 crosses. You can't ignore Ben Davies, uh, nine crosses, 10 crosses in the last two games. You can't ignore Danny Rose, who is a perennial legendary player, and he's even still popping out 10 crosses a game. Like, how do you deal with this when they're not winning? That's the real concern here. Secondly, how do you deal with this when you can only play two of them at the same time? Like, Serge Aurier is still in there, too, and he, he may not be pumping in the double-digit crosses, but that doesn't mean he's incapable in any way he's just not doing it at the same rate so it's like maybe you have to just drop down to Aurier if he starts and use that as your cash option because the <clears throat> excuse me the other guys here are getting into like a Joshua Kimmich range if you know who I'm talking about uh on Bayern Munich in uh, Champions League he's that 7k wing back that will go out and score a goal every week and have you wondering how he's doing it uh but uh with these two I don't know it Getting a, a clean sheet against Brom is totally in play here. Uh, so, or excuse me, against uh, Watford is totally in play here. Uh, so I, I'm just not sure. Like, if they get a CS bonus of 15 crosses and and an assist, uh, they're they're outscoring basically everyone else this late. Uh, so it's just really hard to ignore them, uh, despite their insane salaries. Now, conversely, Liverpool have to be faded. Absolutely, you cannot touch these guys this week. Uh, the biggest issue here, uh, actually outside, is that Moreno, you can use him on FanDuel if you'd like because Brighton tend to focus their attack down the right-hand side. So Moreno will be seeing a lot of defensive stats that you won't get on DraftKings. But like Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, their ceiling at like the absolute max best moment is uh, the Spurs wingback's floor. So, like, it's only a few hundred more. If you're literally looking to spend for the Liverpool guys, make a slight adjustment to your build, get a few extra hundred, and pay up for the Spurs wingbacks. Because, like, it just makes no sense that $300 is the difference between an 8 and a 25 uh, fantasy points. So, it's like, it, do not spend down for the Liverpool guys. They may get a CS bonus. They may even get a five crosses. They may get an assist. They're like, lots of things could happen. The simple fact is that they're not going to do any better than the Spurs guys for 300 more uh, who consistently just like completely tear it up. So, it just doesn't make sense to use Liverpool. Ashley, Ashley Young, awesome player, awesome DFS player. He's due for some negative regression here. He can't keep it up at this rate. Uh, he was talking about on Twitter last week how he was going to score to make up for his own goal that he felt should have been a goal. So he went out and got that. I just don't know if he can keep this rate despite how awesome he is. 5.7K is usable, but against Arsenal, it's just not something I'm interested in this week. Uh, same with Daily 
Dublin, just against Arsenal at home. I'm not interested in that. Holobos isn't starting anymore. Uh, Watford have a new formation uh, with uh, Ziegler and Firmina as the two uh, wing midfielders. So Holobos is pretty well right off and fortunate right now. Uh, Christian Fox is interesting in the sense that uh, he isn't too expensive. Uh, he may not start here. Uh, he's been hurting, but uh, he's on the uh, opposite Brady wing. Uh, so if there's anyone who could benefit on Leicester, it would be uh, Christian Fox, who uh, won't be seeing that kind of uh, Brady action. Huka Martinez, interesting to me uh, heavily because uh, I used him last week in cash, actually, and he, he did fine. Uh, and so I, against Huddersfield, that's fine. Uh, there's a CS bonus just waiting to happen here. And even if it doesn't happen, Huddersfield won't be putting too much pressure on him. Uh, so he should be able to have a pretty decent game, despite being a little bit expensive. Hulsang's the same as uh, the Man United wingbacks. I'm uh, just not looking at Arsenal to produce any kind of a serious ceiling this week. They may have one or two guys have a decent game, but like that winning ceiling for a winning value, you're just not going to find it in Arsenal this week. Uh, yeah, I like uh, John Joe Kenny an awful lot from Everton. Same idea as uh, Martina. Uh, he's a little bit expensive. Uh, he had the assist last week. I had him in cash until like literally the last minute, and I switched to Martina, but that was okay. Uh, worst things have happened for sure. He's interesting this week. Uh, Valencia, same situation. Arsenal, Man United. I'm not even going to mention that anymore. That's just the situation there. Uh, Chilwell probably won't be starting. Uh, Tylen won't be starting. Uh, the Crystal Palace wingbacks, this is a little bit interesting to me. Uh, them and Brom together, actually. We'll talk about both of them at the same time. Uh, Patrick Van Enholt should be coming back to the starting lineup this week for Crystal Palace uh, with the injury to Jeffrey Schulp. Uh, so I would prefer to see Pape Suarez get the start, but it's probably going to be Van Enholt, uh, who has a cannonball of a shot, uh, absolute laser beam of a shot. So against Brom, uh, if you're looking for someone, Brom doesn't allow forwards to take shots. They have like the fourth fewest shots allowed by forwards this league in the league this season. So uh, I'll be looking at Crystal Palace's other players outside of their forwards to do some damage. And uh, the first one I'll be looking at as a really good contrarian value play will be uh, Van Anholt if he starts. Uh, now the Brom wingbacks. Brom's hurting really bad right now. Uh, Kieran Gibbs uh, looks like he's going to be out. Chris Brunt looks like he's going to be out. Matt Phillips looks like he's going to be out. Chad Lee's not going to be back. Josh Morrison's going to be out. Um, so, like, even just the first three names, Brunt, Phillips, and Kieran Gibbs, that's 20 crosses uh, that they're going to be missing out on, roughly. But that's probably ceiling. But uh, that's a lot of crosses to be missing out on from Brom. And uh, with those gone, I'm not entirely sure who's going to step into these roles. I like James McLean if he happens to end up in there. Uh, but I, I'm just not sure what uh, what Brom are going to do. They could put uh, Niam, Al Nyam is, is as capable as Karen Gibbs uh, as a wing midfielder. That's probably what they're going to do and put uh, Gareth McCauley as a center back. But uh, in terms of, uh, I'll look to Van Holt over Niom uh, in terms of any kind of uh, production here. Neither side should get a CS bonus, so I'm not really looking at them too heavily. But it's just important to mention because it is a really interesting situation that they're dealing with right now. Um, I like Stephen Ward a lot from Burnley. Uh, I'll get to another guy here in a second, but I, he has a really decent floor, uh, all things considered. And only the, the 4K range again, it's looking really good. Same with Joel Ward, uh, exact same situation. 
uh, with Palace, um, the uh, uh, the other ward. Uh, both these two have half decent floors and are looking at a really good CS bonus chance this week. So I don't mind either of them cash if you fall on them. Uh, I'm going to be fading uh, uh, Malone uh, on Huddersfield. Uh, Zuma and Stoke is playing as wing back. I'm still not interested with Stoke. Uh, Olsen on um, Swansea is absolutely someone I'm looking at this week. Uh, to pair with Fabanski anytime I roll as Fabanski. Uh, Olsen's been whipping in lots of crosses as of late. And uh, at coming in at below 4K uh, on DK, that's an excellent price range I'm looking to attack. Um, you have to think about, uh, or I, I say it's Firmino, Firmino and uh, Ziegler on Watford going against Spurs. They play as wing midfielders. I'm not sure how successful they'll be this week, but there's no denying that uh, that variance play is still there sitting for them. Other than that, the only really other uh, two people I would consider here is uh, Sutner on Brighton. I would consider him for cash. He has a really good floor, uh, and he's always uh, dirt cheap at only 3.5K in DraftKings. You can roll with that if you fall on something around 3.5K and you need something that's not going to finish with a zero. Uh, Sutner's an interesting take. Uh, same with uh, Phil Barsley on Burnley. I don't expect him to start this week, uh, but he stepped in excellently last week, and everyone had him in cash. And uh, he double he had an excellent 2x value, which uh, really helped a lot of people beat me in cash over the midweek. So that that's someone I'm going to be considering. But uh, the last, as always, I bring him up every week shamelessly. Ben me on Burnley. Uh, he, eventually he's going to hit, and eventually anyone who's listening here will be able to have a small little smirk and know that I took him somewhere and am hopefully winning. Uh, I like Ben me a lot. He's due for a goal. And uh, despite last week, uh, or I should say last game, where he didn't really come out with an excellent floor, he usually does have a much better floor. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the foul call. <laughs> but uh, other than that... Uh, I, I could see Ben Mee finally getting a goal here, uh, but that is really my defensive take this week. Yeah, um, I'm in agreement for the most part. Phil Bardsley is actually a guy you know I like a lot. He's very cheap, and I just read that um, Matthew Loughton is doubtful for this weekend's game, so he's probably a guy that everyone will be on just, just because of his price. And... Outside of that, I like Olsen a lot, too. I know you touched on him. He's been, you know, hurling and crosses at a pretty high rate whenever he's not playing a powerhouse team like he did this midweek, which is why he got a whopping two points on DraftKings. But I think I'm going to be, you know, primarily sticking with the Swansea backs. Everton, they make for interesting plays, but they're kind of, you know, priced a bit high after their fairly decent performance this midweek, so I'm particularly interested in Olsen with Fabianski and Bardsley with Pope. Those are two yeah. you know, great two. calls. Those are two excellent calls there. I really like that. Uh, my main strategy this week, it, it ties in with Pope and Fabanski, but to be, I'm going to be paying down for defense this week and looking to really try and spend up here uh, and maybe catch a few Liverpool guys, but yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what my takes are. We'll move to midfield. Midfield's going to be a bit tricky this week as we have games all midweek. Coaches, you know, are going to switch up formations. Maybe not formations, but definitely rotate some guys that usually don't see plenty of field time. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Christian Eriksen doesn't see the uh, field. He's absolutely been just looks like he's been lost out there recently. As for all of Tottenham, 
Eric Lamella made the bench this midweek. I wouldn't be surprised if you know he finds himself in the starting eleven for Tottenham. But outside of that, what are your takes, Rob, at midfield? Yeah, let's start with Christian Eriksen. You nailed it on the head. Ever since his hat trick with Denmark, he has been completely he's disappeared. Uh, he's still getting decent amount of crosses, but it's literally counting to nothing. Uh, since they are uh, basically, he's finishing in single digits here every week. It's massively disappointing. So you're going to have to fade Christian Eriksen until he shows he's willing to play again. Uh, I like Shakiri an awful lot. Uh, at 8.8K, is a little bit expensive, but uh, Swansea just are not a very good team right now. Uh, so looking for Shakiri, who's back on the wing, mind you, uh, to find some success this week is something I'll be after. Um, I was all over Wayne Rooney uh, over the midweek. I know I took a lot of heat for it, uh, especially in Rotor Grinders. Uh, some people are giving me a hard time for being so hard on Rooney. But uh, he really paid off, and I'm looking to fade him this week. Uh, after a performance like that, he's going to draw massive ownerships. Uh, and Huddersfield are really bad, so I think that will certify a lot of people for Rooney in their minds that he's the guy when, in fact, they should really be pivoting to Sigurdsson. Uh, now, uh, I know a lot of people were on Sigurdsson last week and, or over the midweek and felt rather burned by him uh, when he didn't involve himself in any of the goals. And I definitely see that switching around this late. And I think Sigurdsson's the elite pivot to the Rooney ownership this week. Uh, if you're looking to attack Everton, I'll get to my uh, my other Everton piece here in a little bit. But uh, Sigurdsson's definitely where I'll be looking this week uh, as one of my top midfield plays all around across the board. I'm going right back to the well. Uh, now for Tottenham, here's my hot take this week. Uh, Son is going to start, and he's going to finish in double digits, probably closer to 20. Uh, I really like the idea of Son or Deli Ali, to be honest. I'm not too sold on Deli Ali. Uh, but I, I'm super into the concept here of Sung Hyun Min uh, starting, getting under 5% ownership uh, for only 8.1K and coming out with a goal and an assist against Watford, who at home are, just aren't as good as they are away. Uh, so Tottenham have to break somewhere. And uh, if it's not going to be the expensive Harry Kane, and if it's not going to be the invisible Ericsson, and if it's not going to be the the uh, emotionally upset Deli Ali. Uh, it's got to be somewhere. And Sung Hyunmin seems like that excellent play from Tottenham. If he ends up starting, I'm going to be rocking him in GPP with Sigurdsson. Firmino is interesting. Uh, and just for the simple fact that uh, Liverpool right now are all over the place in terms of uh, their starting lineup. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. I'm not sure who it will be. Uh, but uh, Firmino at only 8K is always interesting. Anytime you can get him for 2K less than the Salah Coutinho side of things, uh, that's something you can think of. Uh, Ozil, I would love him if it wasn't against Man United. Uh, and I also think people will be jumping all over him in ownership, hoping that he'll come out with another stellar game. And while it's totally possible, against Man United, that isn't really the biggest uh, thing I'm going to look for this week. And same with Pogba, exact same situation as Pogba. Um, he's an excellent player. He has the potential to completely steal the slate away. But against Arsenal, that just isn't the team I'm looking to target that against. Uh, Robbie Brady, my man, uh, was all over him. I had him and Rooney at 100% basically last late. Uh, it was awesome. 
the problem is this week he's going to be so overowned it won't even be worthwhile at only 7.7 or i should say at only 7.7k is a little bit steep for robbie brady who without a goal and an assist will struggle to finish over two times value from that salary range uh so uh, i'm not really looking for lester to have the gates opened up like brady has seen the last few weeks so from 7.7k that's just too expensive for me and uh, i do consider myself to be the robbie brady whisperer fade him this week uh, that's just too expensive I'm, I'm done chasing james milner it's over i love the guy but i just can't use him in dfs until liverpool decide what their starting lineup's going to look like uh, zaha is really interesting this week i'm not too sold on him away from home uh, away from home, Zaha has really been struggling, uh, and at home is where he's found his success. Uh, basically, at home, he's around a 10, and away from home, he's in around a 6. Uh, so I'm just not looking at that kind of production from someone at 7.5K. Uh, now, on the other hand, Townsend is an amazing play this week at only 7.1K in DraftKings. Uh, he isn't my favorite Crystal Palace player. Uh, but that, uh, he, he's playing excellent right now. And it looks like Kabai is going to be out next week. Or I shouldn't say next week. Going to be out this weekend. Uh, so I expect Townsend to pick up a little bit of the set-piece responsibility. Not all of them. I'll talk about that a bit a, again in a little bit. But uh, Townsend's really interesting uh, for me from Crystal Palace. Uh, the next guy I will be dropping down to is uh, probably going to be uh, Pascal Grobe on uh, Brighton. I'll be using him in cash this week. Uh, it doesn't really matter who Brighton plays against, uh, whether it's Man United, City, or Stoke or Palace. Uh, Grove's still getting in at least five to six crosses every single game. Uh, so that's an excellent floor to work with. And at only 6.6K on DraftKings, that's an almost cash lock. Uh, Liverpool, like I said, up until last week, uh, they don't make saves. Uh, and when they do make saves, they let in goals. So if you think Brighton can get some shots on net, Brighton are probably going to score a goal. If you think Liverpool are going to keep Brighton off, this, off taking shots on net, uh, it's probably going to be CS bonus. Uh, but even then, there's not going to be any saves. So again, Mignolet, you can't use them. Uh, so you may as well look to the other side of the field and look at uh, Grove and Cash uh, for only 6.6K. I would love to use Matt Phillips, but looks like he's going to be out. So I'll be pivoting to J-Rod Riguez on a West Brom. Uh, I'm not sold on a Palace away from home yet. Uh, I'm also not sold on Brom. It should be a really unappealing game that draws absolutely no ownership. So uh, Jay Rodriguez is someone I'm going to be looking at just for ownership alone, uh, especially coming off of his midweek where he did not see the field he was hurting. Uh, so uh, he, he should have literally minimal ownership, uh, and uh, that's something I'm interested in for sure. Um, Berg Grudmanson on Burnley is really interesting to me at 5.7K. He has an excellent floor as of late. And uh, in reality, he's probably the Robbie Brady pivot that everyone's looking at. Uh, I love this price range, the five, uh, the 6K to 5K range. Uh, I think there's tons of gold in here this week. If Chris Brunt plays, he's another guy you can look at, uh, especially with uh, all of uh, Brahms' injuries. He'll see a massive uh, uptick in uh, set-piece responsibility. Robson Canoe, he scored for me over the midweek. I had him everywhere, too. I just don't see that happening again against Palace, uh, even though uh, he is a decent play. Uh, it's just I'm not looking at. Uh, Michael, Mark Albrighton from Leicester uh, is one of my top cash plays this week. He's starting to see 90 minutes again at only 5.4K. He's uh, pretty well guaranteed five crosses. Uh, despite going up against Burnley here, 
he's on the other Brady side. He's not going to be looking at Robbie Brady. Uh, so he should be someone that still should be able to put out uh, five to seven crosses. And if you're not going to be on the Brady uh, Berg Goodmanson side of Burnley, uh, look at Albrighton. He's absolutely your cash play at only 5.4K. I'm going to be fading Knockert. He's another guy that uh, it, I'll be pivoting to Grove instead of Knockert. I think a lot of people will be on Knockert looking for that uh, that kind of price uh, salary relief. The issue is he's on Salah's side, and Salah has absolutely no qualms about getting back and taking the ball away from whoever he's defending. Uh, so that's someone I will be fading this week in Knockert. Uh, Loftus Cheek on Crystal Palace. This guy is fire right now. Uh, mark my words, he is looking like a goal. Uh, I can't say that I've watched a ton of Loftus-Cheek throughout his uh, short career. Uh, he is owned by Chelsea, uh, so uh, he has uh, an obvious skill talent. But it wasn't until I started watching him the past few weeks. The guy's like 6'3", 200 pounds, and runs like the wind. Uh, he's, he's a big, strong guy. So I, at 4.8K against Brom, uh, Brom aren't that good. Newsflash. Uh, they don't deserve it to price anyone below 5K. Uh, so Loftus-Cheek is the person I'll be looking for uh, in GPP from Palace this week. I think he is in steel. Um, Swansea, this is something we have to talk about here, Sarah. I know I'm taking a long time here. Uh, Renato Sanchez and Tom Carroll. Uh, one of these two is going to get the set pieces. Uh, it's probably going to be Renato Sanchez, but whoever you feel like rolling with out of the two, you're probably going to have to put them in your cash lineup this week. It only the the 4.5k range is a steal uh, for anyone you can get more than five crosses from. Uh, so those are two guys I'm going to be looking at. It's going to be a game time decision which one I roll with, but it's probably going to be one or the other. Uh, I'm hoping Solly March and Brighton gets a start. He's a fan favorite. They literally chanted a song for 15 minutes until the manager put him on over the midweek. Uh, the fans love him at Brighton. So if he manages to get a start against Liverpool, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he happens to be that Sam Fields that gets a, a complete surprise goal for absolutely no ownership and no price this week. Um, when Aldum is someone in Liverpool I'm thinking about, he's been playing at a very, very high standard as of late, and that has been interesting to me from his price range. That's something you can consider. I'm hoping, like I said, James McLean gets into the starting lineup for Brom here against Crystal Palace. Uh, but there is one more guy here I want to talk about, and uh, first I have to find him and bring up his stats to really touch on him. Uh, there he is, my main... Davy Proper on Brighton. <laughs> He's going to be my main GPP play this week. And I know a lot of people are scratching their heads saying, where did this come, come from? Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, Davy Proper is a Dutch national, uh, excellent player. Been watching him the last few weeks. He's been playing excellent. Uh, he's basically a poor man's Pogba. He's all over the field. He does everything. He picks up the ball from the defenders and will be that transition to the forward. He can carry. He can shoot. At only 3.1k uh, against Liverpool, you have to find that sneaky play this week. Uh, everyone's going to be on the super high salaries and don't be surprised if Davy Proper sneaks one in here. My, uh, my call for Brighton this week is actually a 2-1 Brighton win. Uh, so I think Davy Davy Proper could sneak sneak something here on a lot of people. Last one though is uh, the Crystal Palace uh, central midfielder who should be picking up all of the uh, Kabai set pieces, and it's uh, Mila Milajovic Milajovic. There we go. Got it when I did it really slow. Uh, he's not <laughs> looking 100% uh, healthy. 
but uh, there's no question uh, with Punchin not seeing the field this uh, season and Kabai uh, being hurt, uh, he's the next guy in line for set pieces. If he starts and it's very obvious that he is getting all the set pieces uh, at only 3.1K, he's your guy this week. Uh, every format, doesn't even matter, cash or GPP, you don't need a ceiling from that. Uh, if you get a 9 from 3.1K, you can win a GPP from that. Uh, so Luka Milicevic is someone I will be looking at from Crystal Palace. But other than that, those are my midfielder takes. There you have it. Just about covered it all. Uh, I kind of blanked out while you were speaking in the mid middle portion. I don't know if you mentioned Anthony Knockhart, but he's something. He's a guy I find pretty interesting. He's been, you know, hurling across a set of fairly high rate. Yeah, sorry about that droning there. Yeah, I, I did bring him up a little bit. Uh, I'm not too interested. Uh, I'll be on Grob instead of uh, Knockhart, but uh, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah, outside of that, I don't, it's just, you know, I want to jam in these high price guys. Uh, I'm not too sure if I agree with you on the 2-1 Brighton take, but... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be crazy sometimes, right? Seems fairly, fairly bold considering the way Liverpool's been playing. But anyways, let's move to the forwards. A lot of overlapping guys. You can, you know, basically disregard Harry Kane. We've already touched on him. It's very expensive. He always has the upside to score a hat trick. Tottenham just hasn't been right as of late. Then just below them, you have all the Liverpool guys. And then just below them, you got the you know Arsenal Man U clash, which should likely end in a stalemate. And then just below them, you have our friendly Everton people, Rooney, Sigurdsson. Both should be popular. Rooney will probably carry fairly high ownership if he makes a starting 11. But just below that, the guy I like the most and the guy we talked on before the pod started is Omar Nyase. Hopefully big Sam Allardyce elects to, you know, move Niasse into the starting lineup as what's-his-face Calvert-Lewin didn't really look too promising in, you know, midweek form. Yeah, he's a guy that I'll definitely be interested in. Christian Benteke's price still, you know, is a bit down. He's definitely a goal-dependent player as his floor is virtually nothing. If he doesn't score, Tammy Abraham should find his way back in the starting 11, considering that he's not playing Chelsea at 5.2K. I find him very interesting. And that just about does it for my guys. What are your takes on forward, Rob? Yeah, I just want to touch really quickly on Harry Kane here. Um, he's been really lucky the last few slates. Uh, and I say that in the sense that like he still has an excellent floor. He's still taking tons of shots every game. Uh, the issue is that... like. When he scored 17 fantasy points against Leicester on Tuesday, nobody else in the entire slate scored goals. So even at 17 points, where that should have been a massive bust, he still finished as the top three raw points of the week. Uh, so that was a massive concern uh, for me coming into the slate because even though Harry Kane is scoring goals again, he is doing so in a fashion where uh, the slate is allowing him to be successful rather than him being successful. At 11.5K, there's just nothing to touch there, uh, especially when you look at the Liverpool guys. Um, Salah, like, wow, 
What a player. Uh, legitimately one of the best players in the English Premier League over the last few seasons. Uh, completely carrying the, the run of form right now. Uh, totally worth his price at 11.3K. There's no denying that. The same with Coutinho. Uh, he should still score 25 fantasy points this week, playing from a more essential midfielder role. Uh, I don't expect Sadio Mane to play. Um, now, that being said, if he does, don't be like, what, you said it? No, it's just like... Uh, not you personally, I mean the listeners, sorry. The uh, Sadio Mane, just, he is coming back from injury, played over the midweek. He, they have uh, Champions League coming up here next week. Like, eventually here, they have to kind of cut their losses and uh, use some subs. Um, if Lalana, I'm hoping he comes back to the starting lineup eventually. I won't be using him because he's been coming back from such a long break, but he's the kind of guy that I'm looking to to see to get a starting role this week in light of uh, all the games that these teams are playing over the past week. Uh, now, I'll, I'm going to get to Everton here in a second, but I'll, I'll touch shortly on this. The reason I like Everton so much is when you just go down the list here of forwards, they're glaringly the only options. Uh, like Liverpool are just a little bit too expensive considering Brighton have kept every team under two goals. Uh, Arsenal and Man United, they both should shut each other out for under two goals. Um, Tottenham, you can't really rely on. Watford is going up against the Spurs team who aren't incapable and much better away from home. So we can't really expect Richardson to come out with two goals. Rashford won't. Again, you fall on the Aussie. And it's like, well, yeah, again, Everton against Huddersfield are the only real option of this entire upper core here. We have the chance to, to have a ceiling period, any kind of ceiling. No one else has that chance. Uh, so looking at Sigurdsson, uh, looking at Rooney despite his ownership, and uh, Niasse, is, he's my blind pick this week. I'm just putting him in 100% and hoping for the best. Uh, I don't see him coming off for Sandro Ramirez at any time. Uh, I just think Niasse, uh, excuse me, I think Huddersfield away from home are one of the best targets in the league. Uh, right now and that's something I'm going to be looking at Everton should come back out with another three goal game and I'm looking for Niasi to be a big part of that Zaha is interesting uh, Lamea is interesting Sturridge I don't expect him to start if he does I'm not going to be using him because he will be coming off at some point but there's no denying again Daniel Sturridge is 7.3k is something to think about so I already touched on Townsend uh, I already touched on well like I'll touch on Mares and Jamie Vardy a little bit more here I didn't talk too much about them I just don't like Leicester uh, at the moment, uh, especially against Burnley. Uh, that's just not something I'm looking to target. I think a lot of people are going to look at their last Leicester's last game against Spurs and come to the conclusion that Leicester are amazing right now and playing at a super high rate. And it's just the truth is Spurs are playing at such a poor rate. They're going to make everyone look awesome. And then on top of that, both Mara's and Verdi's prices are really, really, really accessible. And I, I don't think they, as DFS players, are accessible, but their prices should draw enough people into ownership where uh, Vardy and Mirez will be bust this week. And you can safely fade them uh, knowing that they'll draw enough ownership to really hurt a lot of people in GPP. Other than that, there really isn't very many forward options this week, and that's why I'm so big on Everton, those two guys. Uh, like, literally, when you go down, Tammy Abraham is awesome. I like the idea of Swansea against Stoke, considering Stoke is so bad. The issue is Stoke may allow the most goals in the league right now, but Swansea just haven't shot the ball. So it doesn't even matter how many goals Stoke allow. If Swansea don't shoot, 
uh, Stoke aren't going to let in a goal. Uh, so it, I like Abraham. I'm going to be using him, but uh, I'm a little bit reserved. Uh, Glenn Murray, you have to consider him too against Liverpool. Uh, he's he's the epitome of what Liverpool struggle against. Big physical forwards who get up in the air and head the ball into the net. Uh, Lovren and Matip tend to uh, have their strengths whenever it's a through ball and they have to chase someone down for 30 yards and make a slide tackle and kick it out of bounds. They're not good in the air. They're not going to deal with Glenn Murray. And that kind of goes back to why I like Brighton so much this slate uh, is because so many people will be on Liverpool and Brighton in, in in particular, uh, Grobe and Murray are the exact definition of what Liverpool can't handle. Uh, so it's a matter of whether or not Liverpool will score four goals. If you think they will, go with them. If you don't think they will, you're going to have to think about Glenn Murray here. Uh, other than that, there really isn't anything uh, worth talking about. Uh, you can consider Boney, uh, but uh, in reality, I would rather just stick with Abraham, who's probably the more guaranteed to get 90 minutes. Uh, but literally, outside of that, there really isn't too much uh, pickings and forwards this week. That's why I'm going to be using mostly Sigurdsson uh, and uh, Niasi as a double stack here. Sigurdsson out of the midfield, Niasi out of the forward, and uh, just roll with that in most of my GPPs this week. Yep, I agree. I like that stack. Um, Fade Wade Rooney at all costs. Uh, he's not scoring fucking 90-yard goals. Excuse my French. That no. just isn't going to happen again. There's not no chance of that happening again. And with that being said, he's also not going to miss a PK and get a free header on a goal. That's just another lucky instance. So hopefully the masses chase Wayne Rooney and his lock of goals. Um, but, yeah, that about does it for this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys, I think, midweek. There's Champions yeah. League. So, Champions League and uh, Euro League, yeah. Awesome. So we'll be back Monday for some Champions League discussion. Have a good weekend, everybody. Take care.